Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Okay, let's open our Bibles first of all in Gospel of John chapter 1. We're going to read our foundational verses from 1 through 3, but let's begin with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for our time together this morning, this afternoon, wherever we may be, and we thank you for the privilege of once again sitting around your word meditating in your word, listening to your word, and thank you for your Spirit's help and guidance and revelation, which is communicated to us, and we give you praise and thanks for giving us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart that's been cultivated and open and receptive to receive your precious word today. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, as we attentive, attend to your word, pray that the truths that we hear today will impact our mind, change the way we think, change the way we speak, and Father, to the glory and honor of your precious name. And we thank you for it. Amen. So we are studying at this present time the creative power of words, the creative power of words. And we read as a foundational scripture from John's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Let's read it again together. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. I am not going to go into the previous lesson, but if you were not with us last week, I encourage you to go to SoundCloud and listen, and listen to the teaching that we have done last Sunday. And we came to the part... And we concluded last week where we read from the book of Hebrews that the word calls Jesus the apostle and the high priest of our confession. Let's look at this verse of scripture once again. It is Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. Therefore, holy brethren partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. As we've mentioned last Sunday, the word apostle means one who is sent. Jesus is sent for and on behalf of our confession of faith. Whenever, 
And wherever words of faith are spoken, Jesus watches over those words that we speak to perform them. That is why it is so important to speak words of faith, to watch what comes out of our mouth because it has the creative power either to build, to edify, or to destroy. We've looked at the verse of Scripture from the book of Proverbs last Sunday, chapter 18, verse 21, that the power of life and death is in the tongue. So we need to be very watchful what comes out of our mouths. We also saw this in the healing of the servant of the centurion when the centurion said, Lord, just speak the word and my servant will be healed. You don't have to come to my house and lay your hands on him, but one word from you is sufficient. And what the centurion believed and confessed with his mouth That is exactly what Jesus did, and his servant was healed. We also saw it in the miracle of the raising of Jairus' daughter. Jairus said, come lay your hands on my daughter, and she will be made well, and she will live. And Jairus got exactly what he confessed, what he said. We also saw it, of course, in the healing of the woman with the issue of blood, where the woman kept saying, if I but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She received exactly what she said. So we need to come to the place where we are not moved by what we see, what we feel, what we hear in the natural but learn to be moved by the words of faith that we speak. We need to believe the words that we speak more than what our physical eyes tell us and what our emotions and feelings tell us. The Word of God says that faith, the faith of God, which lives within us, calls those things which be not as though they were. In doing so, it brings them, those things, brings them from the invisible realm into the visible realm where we can see them, where we can feel them, and when we can can touch them. Jesus, teaching on how faith works, has been... He has, he has explained it to his disciples in Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, and verse 22 and 23. I want you to look at that verse of Scripture from your own Bibles as Jesus teaching on the subject of faith and how this faith works. We begin reading from verse 22. Have faith in God. The Greek New Testament says, have the faith of God. Or another way of saying it is, have 
the God kind of faith. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes, believes what? That those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. He will have whatever he says. When will he have whatever he says? After he speaks and says and does not doubt in his heart. So the faith we received when we got born again is the God kind of faith. It is not our faith, but God's faith. And God's faith works the way God designed it to work. And Jesus is teaching here his disciples how this God kind faith works. He said, speak to the mountain. And when you speak to the mountain, tell it what to do. And then do not doubt in your heart, but believe those things you say shall come to pass and you will have whatever you say. Now, believing with your heart and saying with your mouth, what you believe in your heart is the designated way of receiving from God those things we desire. That is the designated channel or the designated way that God ordained for us to receive those things we desire. That is why Mark 11:24 says, whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So we are to pray or speak our desires. We are not to speak the problem. God knows the problem. We are not to speak the circumstances or what it looks like, but we are to discipline our mouths to speak what we desire. So speak what you desire to see take place or happen. And then he says, believe that you receive those things. When must you believe you receive them? This is very important. When you see them, no. When you feel them, no. Believe you receive them when you pray. That's when you release your faith and declare that by faith I have received what I prayed, the moment I prayed. And then Jesus said, you shall have them. Notice that shall have them in, is in the future. You will have them after you believe you received when you prayed. Now, I recall years back, as I was studying this verse of Scripture, I went to my pastor and I said to him, I've read this verse of Scripture in the book of Mark, and I quoted to him, Mark eleven twenty four. Does that mean, because the Scripture says, whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And I said to him, does that mean that if I desire something according to the Word of God, that and I believe I received it when I prayed, 
does that mean that I have it and I can say and declare and confess that I do have it? He looked at me puzzled. Well, he said, I'm not so sure you can say you have something unless you actually physically have it. Oh, dear me. Now I look back and I thought to myself, that was ignorance, as Brother Higgins says, gone to seed. And, um, well, years afterwards, as I was listening to, uh, to an anointed teacher of the word, and he explained it so wonderfully, then I said, man, I could have believed years back <laughs> what it says here. That's why it's so important that we rightly divide the word of truth. And that's exactly what that verse of scripture says. And, and Jesus is the one who spoke those words. He said, whatever you desire, when you pray, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Well, I desire health and healing. Believe that you receive when you pray and you will have it. When will you have it? When you pray and believe that you receive when you pray. Not when you feel it, not when you see it. And that's what it means to walk by faith, to think by faith, and to speak by faith. The Word of God says, and we've read that, faith calls those things which be not as though they were. Amen. And that is how they come from the invisible realm, the spiritual realm, and they appear into the natural physical realm. Someone once gave this example. He said, you are looking for your dog. And if your dog is not with you physically present, what do you do? You call him. And he comes running. But you don't call your dog if your dog is right there by your feet and you can see him. Amen? So we call those things which be not. We call ourselves healed. We call ourselves redeemed. We call ourselves victorious. We call ourselves beloved of God. We call ourselves the children of the Most High God because this is who we are. Amen. In this case, Jesus said, we are to command the mountain and say to it, what must we say to the mountain? Now, Jesus was speaking fig figuratively here. There's no need for us to move the mountains into the sea. Sometimes I think that's what the Floridians did. There's not a hill on sight. Not a, <laughs> and I was talking to Pastor Tim the other day. He said, well, we are people of faith. We commanded all our mountains to go into the sea. Well, this is so appropriate now. We need to command that hurricane, uh, uh, that storm Dorian to go back into the sea where he came from. Amen. This is where we need to exercise our faith. So in this case, we are to command the mountain and tell it what to do. And what must the mountain be removed and be cast into the sea? And this is where most of us miss it. How? Instead of commanding the mountain to go or the sickness and the disease and the pain to go, we start magnifying it. 
by emphasizing how big the mountain is, how rugged the mountain is, how steep the mountain is, or how difficult or painful it is to overcome it. This is where most of us miss it, and we need to change the way we pray, we need to change the way we speak, and we need to change the way we think. Amen? Some situations we face are like huge mountains before us. Mountains of sickness and mountains of disease and mountains of pain and mountains of debt and fear and worry. All these will depart from us if we set our words against them and directly speak to them without doubting in our hearts. Jesus said, you shall have whatever you say if what you say comes from faith in your heart and you doubt not. Amen. Amen. And we need to do some stern talking to some of these mountains. So words filled with faith, according to the Lord's words, can remove sickness, they can remove disease, they can cast out demons. The Bible said Jesus cast out demons with his word. They can meet financial needs. If we doubt not, but believe those things we say will come to pass, we will have whatever we say. Now, these things we say, of course, are what? Words, 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 words. Believe in your words. Be a man and a woman of your word. If you say to someone, I will see you at 10 o'clock on Tuesday morning. Don't come 1030 and give all sorts of excuses. Be a person of your word because if you don't trust your word, if you don't believe in your words, you're not going to believe in God's word. That's where you begin. Believe in your words. Don't say things you don't mean. And don't say things you don't believe. Say exactly what God says about your situation and nothing else. Oh, I'm so sick. I feel so sick. What are you talking about? You're talking about how you feel, not what God says about you. The word of God says you are healed by the stripes of Jesus. Yes, pastor, but... But, but, get your but out of the way and God can do his work. As long as your but is in the way, he cannot work. Yes, pastor, but I don't feel. What has that got to do with the words of faith? We don't walk by feeling. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Amen. Amen. This is who God says you are. You are victorious. You are accepted in the beloved, you are loved, and you are a world overcomer. Well, you may not look like it, certainly. You may not feel like it, but what I feel and what I look has nothing to do with the truth of the Word of God. The Word is a revelation from heaven informing us of things, things, that we may not feel, that we may not see, informing us of things that are true and accurate. Amen? So, 
Say what God says. Give you an example from Jeremiah's calling when God called him. Here is Jeremiah's testimony concerning the subject we are currently looking at. Would you please turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 7. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am a youth. I repeat that. Listen to what the Lord said to Jeremiah. He said, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you and I ordained you as a prophet. Jeremiah said, Lord, I cannot speak for I'm a youth. And God rebuked him and he said, Do not say I'm a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. You see, when Jeremiah argued with God concerning on who God called him to be and what God called him to do, saying he's only a youth, the Lord said to him, do not say I am a youth. So there's a lesson for us all here to learn. We are not to say anything different from what God says about us. In regards to who we are in Christ, what we have because of Christ, and what we can do through Christ. If God said you're an overcomer in Christ, that is exactly who you are. Do not say you're defeated. Do not acknowledge. Do not embrace and do not accept defeat. God says you're an overcomer. Why? Because you're born of God. And that which is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. If God has said you are blessed beyond measure and you are highly favored in Christ, do not say anything different. Just say exactly what God says. Hallelujah. I'm blessed. I am blessed beyond measure. And God said, I am blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed coming in. I am whole and healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I am blessed in the city and I am, I am the head and not the tail. And God said, I am above only and not beneath. And I'm not going to say anything different. I'm not going to say I'm broke. I'm not going to say I'm sick. I'm not going to say I'm defeated. Because if I say that, then I'm resisting what God said and who God said I am. Words, cre words create realities. Words contain the substance that takes you from one state into another, from a state of defeat into a state of victory, from a state of sickness into a state of, of wholeness and restoration. Words contain that substance, that power that will bring you from one state to another state, from one condition to another condition, 
if you speak the right words. Amen? So, if God has said you're healed by the stripes of Jesus, do not say you're sick. Your child is sick. Lay hands on the child and speak to that fever. Speak, you who have small children, speak to that sickness and tell it to go. Believe in your heart and do not doubt. You shall have whatever you say. Don't go and check on them and put your hand on them again if the fever is gone or not. Believe your words that you speak. All of us need to learn this lesson. Have faith in God. Have faith in your words and do not doubt. And you will have whatever you say. Amen. Amen. So speak to the sickness or the pain to go as Jesus commanded us to do. And it will go if you believe and doubt not. Of course, you can argue and say, <laughs> I remember many years ago when Stephen was still a child. You know, Stephen, can I pray for you? But you prayed for me last time and I didn't get anything. <laughs> he was losing his confidence in my prayers. <laughs> you know, practice makes perfect, you know. We develop our faith. We grow. We learn. You can argue and say, well, pastor, I have spoken to the sickness to go, but it didn't go. <laughs> how many of us, how many of us have been there? I know I've been there. You've been there. All of us have been there. Well, you got to choose. Jesus said it will go. It will go. It shall go. When? If you believe and doubt not. Who will you believe? Jesus' words or your symptoms? This is where... <laughs> This is where we truly believe what we believe. And this is where, what they say, where the rubber hits the road, you know, and, and you really find out what you believe. Because it's in the heat, it's in the fire, it's in the test that you get to find out what you really believe. When our faith is tested, we really get to find out what we truly believe. Amen. We have a choice. Whose words are we going to live under? Are we going to live under the word of God or are we going to live under the devil's words? Whose words are we going to speak and believe? Either the word of the Lord, which is life and peace, or the word of the devil. Everything in this world, everything in this world, my brother, my sister, is geared to communicate fear and death. If you don't believe me, just turn on the television. Look around you. Everywhere you look. Everything in this world is geared to communicate fear and death. This is how the systems, the Babylonian system runs. The good news is that though we are in the world, we need to understand and believe that we are not of this world. We come from heaven. We are born of his spirit. We have the life of God within us. We were born by the incorruptible seed of the word of God. And the scripture says we are citizens of the kingdom of God. And we must learn to speak and to live under heaven's words. Jesus said in John's gospel, chapter 3, verse 34, For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. 
He whom God has sent speaks the words of God. And you know, this is how we bring heaven to earth. The Lord Jesus gave us a profound revelation concerning this in the gospel according to St. Luke. Listen to what he said. This is a very important verse of scripture. Luke's gospel, chapter 6, verse 45. Luke's gospel, chapter 6, verse 45. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. Jesus said both good and evil come from inside the man's heart. That which is in man's heart, either good or evil, whatever we store within our hearts, is then released into the earth by the words that are spoken. Where does strife and division come from? They come from inside the man's heart. Jesus said it comes from within. If our heart is filled with the good treasures of heaven because we spend time meditating in the word, reading the word, listening to the word, putting it before our eyes, putting it into our ears, storing it into our heart. If, if the heart is filled with the good treasures of heaven, our mouth will have no choice but release heaven into the earth by the, by the words that we speak. This is so powerful. That is why we are instructed in the book of Proverbs to guard with all diligence our hearts, to nurture, to cultivate, to guard, and to keep our hearts and not allow anything evil to come through the eye gate, through the ear gate, into the spirit and drop down into our hearts. Because eventually what's in it, what's in our hearts is going to come out of our mouths. No matter how, how disciplined we are, no matter how we try to, to, to keep our mouth shut. You see, the mouth has no choice because out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Amen. So that is why we need to spend time in the Word. We need to keep focusing on Jesus and, and not allow our eyes to look at things that are not of God, to hear things like gossip and, and garbage to come through our ears into our hearts because these are the things that poison and pollute our entire body. Our mouth can become the launching pad of all that is good and lovely. We can release healing with our mouths. We can release deliverance. We can release the love of God that is in our hearts. We can release encouragement as we speak to folk. Or we can release fear, doubt, and death. Powerful revelation that Jesus gave. You see, sometimes we wonder why all of this evil on the earth 
That is not God. God is not responsible for what goes on in the world. Man is responsible. Because man has chosen the darkness rather than the light. And that's what the scriptures say. So may the Lord teach us how to use words to create an atmosphere around us and within us, in our houses that releases his presence in order to create that which is pleasing in the Lord's sight. May he teach us how to use words like a, like a talented artist uses his paintbrush to create masterpieces or like a skilled sculptor who uses his tools to create beautiful sculptures. And that's what God intends for us to do with our words, to create our own world, our own environment, just that God created the worlds with his words. So we need to be praying often, Lord, teach me. Lord Jesus, help me how to speak words of life. Set a watch before my mouth, beautiful prayer, that I may not sin against you. Set a watch, Lord. Set an angel. Guard. Help me guard my mouth that I may not say things that are contrary to your word. That I may not say things that will create, that will communicate fear and death and destruction. Set that, that guard, that watch over my mouth and teach me how to speak only words of life and encouragement. James says, Another powerful verse of scripture in James chapter 3, verse 2 from the Amplified. If anyone does not offend, he says, in speech, never says the wrong things, he is a fully developed character and a perfect man able to control his whole body and to curb his entire nature. Wow, that is powerful. James says, if we can control our tongue, we can control our entire body. And we are mature disciples of Christ. So praise God for the ability, the authority that Jesus has given us to speak words of life, to speak words that bring peace and communicate health and healing and restoration. You know, I, I recall where Kenneth Hagin uh, talks about a certain gentleman that he met in one of, his, one of his seminars, where he was over 90 years of age. He had all of his hair on his head. He had all of his teeth. He stood up straight as a pillar. And, um, and in the conversation, he said, Brother Hagin, do you know what my secret is? And Kenneth Hagin asked him, he said, what? Please tell me. The secret of longevity, the secret of health and healing. He said, I've experienced health and healing all of these years. You can ask my wife. I received Jesus as my healer from a very young age. And when he asked him what the secret was, he, he stuck out his tongue. Mm. He said, I've asked God to keep my tongue. I've asked God to keep my tongue, he said. And that is powerful. Amen. Words of life. The power of life and death. Remember the scripture we read? Is in the power of the tongue. 
And another verse of scripture that we should learn off by heart concerning the subject we're talking about. Take your time. Don't rush in your meditations, in your weekly studies. Do your own study on the subject that we speak, that we spoke, that we that we taught. In, um, in Proverbs 18, verse 20 says, A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. And listen to this. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Wow. That is truly powerful. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, set a watch before my mouth that I may not sin against you. Lord, Lord Jesus, by your spirit, help us to learn how to use words like a painter uses his brush to create beautiful, a beautiful world around us, to speak words of life over our children, to speak words of life over our marriages, to speak words of life over the work of our hands, and to bless only and not curse. We thank you and we bless you for your spirit within us that inspires us. And I pray that your spirit would rise up big within us and give direction to our spirits in regard to this subject that we're talking about. And direction, Father, and that we may speak only life and not death. In Jesus' name. And of course, as you know that Today is the first Sunday of the month, as is our custom. We pray over your gifts, over your first fruits, your tithes, your offerings. And I want to say this, 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 this thought came to my mind today as we were hosting a number of people in our city, as we offered them hospitality. Uh, I thought of all the wonderful, faithful givers and partners of our ministry, both uh, locally and, and, of course, overseas, who tremendously, faithfully every month continue to support us with the finances. And I want to say this to you, that your gifts have given voice to this ministry. Do not underestimate the value of your giving. And I want to encourage those that have not learned to give yet. Step into it by faith and experience the joy of generosity and the joy of giving. The, your giving has given us a voice. Voice has given voice to this ministry, not only that, but has given us hands to embrace many, many people and feet to go where we have not been before and to do the things that we do and to offer hospitality the way we do and to be generous and bless the people that come into our lives. And I want to thank you from the depths of my heart. I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate every cent we appreciate every gift, however small, however great. And we are forever grateful to the Lord for giving you to us and giving us to you in this wonderful covenant relationship. So having said that, I want to pray over your gifts today. 
And I want to pronounce the blessing of the Lord upon the work of, our, of your hands. That God may prosper you. That God may bring you out. If you are in a difficult financial situation, we stand together with you and we release our faith together with yours to bring you out, to give you breakthrough and to bless you with an abundant harvest so that you may have more to give. One of my favorite scriptures that I often uh, pray and quote is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, that says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, you may abound to every good work. So, Father, I pronounce the blessing of abundance and I speak abundance and prosperity upon our partners, upon our members of the spiritual family. We receive every gift that was given and sown in the month of August and we thank you and pronounce your blessing. And, Father, we say, do as you have promised. Give them favor, Lord. Give them blessing upon blessing and multiplication of the seed they have sown in Jesus name. Amen. amen. And amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.